You know, sometimes people will want to ruin the Christmas holiday by calling a Christmas the holiday season a, a pagan holiday, saying that Jesus was not born on December 25th. But is Christmas itself a pagan holiday? Let's get real about this whole subject about Christmas, whether or not it's a pagan holiday, what those claims are, and what the real truth is behind the Christmas holiday season. And you are listening to the Let's Get Real podcast with Rob Lumberg. Pretty fancy music for the holiday season. We've uh, actually gone, we, well, I'll just tell you this. Uh, those are from the Go Fish guys. We will have that link for you at the bottom of our episode today. But, you know, one of the things that I'm hearing every so often is the fact that there are some people that believe that the Da Vinci Code had some credit as far as some accuracy was concerned, but really it, it didn't. And I shared with you a few weeks ago about this whole idea of whether or not Christianity, Jesus was a copycat Messiah. This is going to dovetail on this a little bit, but you know, you've got people in the church, I call them train wreckers, basically. They are going and trying to go and say, hey, you know, you really shouldn't, ex- couldn't, shouldn't really celebrate Christmas, because don't you know it's based on a pagan holiday? You know, somewhere along the lines, some of us may have heard these well-meaning believers, well-meaning people rail out with all sincerity that we have no business celebrating Christmas. Well, and, and, and the reason is they say this, you know, well, the Bible doesn't have a date when Jesus was born. Well, we know that. And what I want to do today is I want to deal with this whole thing. Is Christmas, as we know it, really a pagan holiday is what we're going to answer. We're going to answer that question. And for those of us who have actually read Dan Brown's book, I read it back in 2007 when it first came out, when this whole uh, controversy came out with regards to whether or not they found Jesus' tomb in Talpia, south of Jerusalem as well. You know, the Da Vinci Code, you know, for those of us that might remember that movie, you know, if you've seen the movie... There was a main character in that movie called Professor Lee Teabing who basically pontificates a myth, a pagan myth at that. And I think I mentioned this in the very first episode that we talked about with whether or not Jesus was a copycat messiah. You know, the question of whether Teabing is right. Okay, let me just reiterate what he says and, and we'll use this kind of as a springboard for where we're going with this. He says this, Nothing in Christianity is original. The pre-Christian god Mithras, called the Son of God and the light of the world, was born on December 25th, died and was buried in a rock tomb, and then resurrected in three days. By the way, December 25th is also the birthday of Osiris, Adonis, and Dionysius. The newborn Krishna was presented with gold, frankincense, and myrrh, Even Christianity's weekly holy day was stolen from the pagans. That's Professor Teabing in Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code. And that, if you want to go and get the book, it's found on page 232. Now, is Teabing correct? Does Christmas, does Christmas, let alone Christianity, 
does Christmas, and since we're in the holiday season, we're talking about the holiday, does it have pagan roots? Was Jesus really born on the 25th of December? You know, we get all excited about uh, December 25th, and, you know, we have to have a reason why we celebrate the first advent of Christ. I, I get that. That's not a problem. Um, but what is this claim really proposing? Let me, let me give two responses, and then let me expound on the subject even further. First, the claim that Tebing and those like him make is that it implies that one can ab be absolutely sure that the exact date of Jesus' birth must be known in order to be biblical. And second, the claim suggests that there, and that any remembrance or celebration of Christmas is un, is necessarily unchristian. Now, are these claims true? Well, no. And of course, you know, this year we're actually, I don't want to chase a rabbit, but I do have to speak to this very, very quickly with regards to two great huge planets supposedly converging and Christians talking about this as being the Bethlehem star. Well, first and foremost, if you want a good expose on it, let me invite you to read Marcia Montenegro's expose on this whole Christmas star thing. Like Marcia, I actually believe that the star was the Shekinah glory of God pointing the way to the Magi. Because you, you got to understand, the Magi, according to Luke's gospel and the Synoptic Gospels, Jesus was about two years old when the when the the Magi showed up, and they were in a house. They were not in the stable. So I'll leave it right there, and let me get back to the subject. First off, let me just say that the first claim implies that one could be absolutely sure about the date of Jesus's birth in order to be biblical. Well, we don't. That's that's a non that's a non-issue. Second, the claim suggests that. Any remembrance or celebration of Christmas is necessarily unchristian. Now, are these claims true? No. And then how should we respond to these is what we're going to talk about. Now, let me speak to the first one and state first off that historically no exact date can be affirmed as the day of Jesus Christ's birth. Okay? we we got to understand that Jesus is the God-man, that he, he existed, his his existence is uncaused because he's God in human flesh who became flesh as yours and my substitute to take away all our badness and give us his goodness by us going and trusting him in his finished work at the cross. So in all essence, really, the Christmas holiday should really point to a cross instead of a baby in a manger. By the way, that baby in the manger created his mother. But see, the absence of such exactness does not imply that Jesus is therefore not a historical person. You know, that's what the Da Vinci Code wanted to uh, put forth in that, you know, they said, well, because of Christianity stealing from pagan myths, and, and of course we address that. So there is 
ample historical confirmation that the names and the events and the places concerning the birth, life, and ministry of Jesus, there's plenty of archaeological evidence, plenty of external sources, plenty of internal sources in the Bible. Together, these provide his historicity as well as the context for a historical best guess concerning the date of his birth. Am I saying it's the 25th? No, I'm not. Now, the absence of an exact date does not, in and of itself, provide sufficient argument against celebrating Christmas. Okay? As for the pagan influence, several objections have been raised. Some maintain that Christmas is a pagan holiday celebrated 2,000 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, which crept into Christianity in the Western world. They add that your eternal destiny depends on whether or not you celebrate Christmas or not. No, it doesn't. It doesn't because we're not, sell, we're not saved by works. We're not, sell, we're not saved by celebrating and not celebrating certain holidays. By celebrating Christmas, we are not denying biblical authority. Others have argued that October 4th was Christ's real birthday. I don't know how they know that. So we should not celebrate December 25th as, as of his conception, according to one group of people that would say this. Now that the symbols also, Christmas, are also pagan holiday, uh, pagan symbols, and that nowhere in Scripture are we commanded to celebrate Christ's birth. Now, they would say, the argument would be, you know, since it's not in the Bible, we shouldn't celebrate it. And if it's not in the Bible, then Christmas is, you know, these people just need to grow up. You know, what shall we say about all of this? I mean, this is all nonsense. Okay, this is nonsense. If I'm getting excited, I've got good reason. One of the things is the fact that this is the first real year in about 16 and a half years that I get to celebrate a holiday and be with my wife and my daughter and have a real Christmas celebration. Not that they weren't in the past, but the fact that I don't have to struggle to celebrate a family holiday or something like that because I'm trying to make a buck to, to take care of my family. You know, being enslaved to your work, particularly in the car business for 16 years, takes away a lot of your life. Now, if I, I digress, I know, but first off, it, if it is a particular day, like December 25th, that, celebrate, that creates the problem, it is not likely that any day can be found on which some pagan isn't already celebrating something. If a day is rendered off-limits because of the pagan holiday already exists on that date, then there aren't any days left to celebrate anything. Okay? Let me say that again. If it is a particular day, for example, December 25th, okay? That, 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 that's the, the rub in this. It is not likely that any day can be found in which some pagan isn't celebrating something. So if a day is rendered off limits, like December 25th or October 4th, then 
there's not much days left in which we can't use to celebrate because somebody's going to go and say, that's a pagan holiday, that's a pagan holiday, that's a pagan holiday. In contrast, if there is evidence that God condoned and even appointed times of joyful celebration for his people under the heading of festivals in Unger's Bible Dictionary, it says the following, besides the daily worship the law prescribed special festivals to be from time to time observed by the congregation. One Hebrew name for festival was hag, from the verb signifying to dance, which when applied to religious services indicated that there were occasions of joy and gladness. The term most fitly designated, which alone actually comprehended all the time feasts as was moed a time set or assembly place of a, or a place of assembly what is meant by this name therefore was stated assemblies of the people the occasions fixed by the divine appointment for their being called and meeting together for holy worship in other words for acts and purposes of worship now the recurring Festivals of Israel include a feast at the beginning of each new civil year, which is the Feast of the Trumpets, and a yearly remembrance of Israel's deliverances from Egypt, which is Passover, and the deliverance under Queen Esther from Haman's treachery, which is known as Purim, which is Hebrew for lots. We see those in Scripture. A careful check of what the Bible has to say about Israel's festivals makes it clear that God intended these times to be joyous. You know, he wants us to be joyful. In remembering God's mighty acts, in the company of God's people, we all have the occasion, oh, we have the occasional need at times to have a great time of celebration and have it with other believers. Now, let me get back to the point. Not only is the argument that God nowhere commands it, one of the argument known as the argument from silence, it is also one of ignorance of what God has done and approved among people and his own people, those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ. There is plenty of precedent for celebration. And it is fitting and proper for an event as important as the Incarnation to, re be, to be remembered by God-fearing people. Now, what does that mean about the date? It means any date is fine. You can celebrate it October 4th if you want. You want to celebrate it December 25th? That's okay, too. No day in and of itself is good or bad though the time allotted to us can be used for good or bad means. Take a look at Romans chapter 14, verses 5 through 6. The day is not the issue. Our behavior on any given day is. So with regards to the Christian church, concerning why the Christian church generally regards December 25th as a day to honor Christ's birth, it appears historically to be, to be an alternative to a pagan feast. In early Rome, 
the feast of Saturnalia, a truly pagan feast dedicated to Saturn, the Roman god of planting and harvest. The word Saturnalia indicates a licentious feast, according to Baker's Dictionary of Religion, and was generally held late December. Gift-giving and general merriment were in order of the holiday. It appears that in response to this secular pagan tone, the Christian community provide an alternative, and this is celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. God's faithful use the time off for remembrance of Christ's birth, while their secular neighbors were celebrating their pagan feasts and giving of gifts on their own. Now, a modern-day illustration of this last point is found in the alternatives provided by some churches and families, even to Halloween or Mardi Gras, which are pagan holidays on which activities suited to a Christian confession and lifestyles are substituted. Again, it is not the day itself that is the problem. It is our use of it, and it can be used as wrong for one to refrain from celebrating a holiday but scorn a godly fellow Christian as it would be to indulge the flesh as a Christian in a pagan celebration. Now, regarding the symbolism employed by us at Christmas time, all the symbolism, care must be taken to be sure whether our, our present symbols are in fact pagan in their content. So say, for example, it may well be that the Christmas tree or Yule log were at some point pagan. In our culture, however, we could be they could be more of a reflection and a sentimental return to the early pioneer days when without a Yule log, you would freeze to death. A tree today may only be a symbol without any deeper meaning. To millions of people, though, the only meaning of the tree is the holiday itself. To assign it anything else would be incorrect or even confusing. Now, what if December 25th is a pagan holiday? What about that? And all the symbols are pagan. And all the gift-giving is more of a distraction than a reflection of God's gift to us in Jesus Christ. Let me speak to this question. First, these facts do not obligate me or any other Christian to be pagan at any time. We are each free to choose how we shall remember our Lord's birth, and even if we shall remember it at all. And whichever we choose, none of us is, none of us is to be pagan, either in our choice or our treatment of those who disagree with us. Next, in a, and in effect, the flip side of this question, if there is no distinctly Christian symbolism in a decorated evergreen, then though it may be fine to have one in our homes, the least we should do is ask what place, if any, they have in our houses of worship. 
some food for thought, and that's all I should say about that. Which brings up a final question, uh, or final thought here, and perhaps the most important. The most important matter of how to handle a disagreement with another Christian on this subject. Romans chapter 14 gives us some guidelines. The, the context in Romans 14 has to do with disagreements between believers on issues where scripture and revelation are not hard and fast. Special days is one such issue. Now first, Romans chapter 14 verses 5 and 6 leaves room for celebrating Christmas or Easter or whatever special holiday we select, a Christian is free to celebrate or not celebrate. Second, whatever we do, it is all to be done to the Lord unselfishly as an act of worship and according to the dictates of a godly conscience. That assumes, of course, that what is done is not contrary to Scripture, as we see in Romans 14 and verse 8. Now, thirdly, no brother is to condemn another believer in areas where God does not condemn. That's Romans 14, the first part of verse 13. And finally, we are not to do anything in such a way as to cause an offense to another believer whose conscience and convictions differ from our own. If you look at the second part of Romans 14, verse 13, note that this does not prohibit me from celebrating or anybody else from celebrating Christmas just because my Christian brother or sister objects to my celebration. It does prohibit me from celebrating only to show him up or to flaunt my freedom to his harm. Now, Paul does speak to this as well. Paul touches on the matter much more in Colossians chapter 2, where he reminds you and I that Christ has set us free from the law, the law of the law keeping for merit, for favor with God, so to speak. Therefore, no believer has the prerogative of judgment over us, based on Colossians 2 verse 16. We must, however, also guard against the false spirituality that makes us count ourselves better than another because of our con because our consciences differ. And if you don't believe me on that, read Colossians 2 verse 17. So as I wrap this show up, and of course we're a little short today, but this is just a subject that I wanted to deal with, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll speak to something else after this. We'll see how the Lord leads. But I'm concluding this point here. It is good and proper for the Christian to celebrate, to remember, to commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ. You know, if Christ had not come, we would be in a lot of trouble before God. And our nation is in a lot of trouble, even so, much more. But see, every, when speaking about believers here, each of us is free to choose the day and manner of which we are going to celebrate, so long as our conscience permits and, and Scripture is not violated. But 
none of us is free to condemn another where his conscience or convictions differ from our own. And with regards to the statement, Merry Christmas, I know our secular city is going and saying, you must say Happy Holidays. My question is, what holiday are you talking about? For me and my family, we say Merry Christmas. Why? Because we know that Jesus is a historical person. We know that he came, lived a sinless life. We know that he taught some pretty radical stuff confronting the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law. We know that he was persecuted for it. We know that he was crucified for it. But we know that that crucifixion, he shed his blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. It is the great exchange. So if you go and you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, he gives you all his goodness because he took all of your badness on the cross of Christ. Christ demonstrated his love toward us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And what he did was he made the great exchange. He was the one that died for us, the just for the unjust, in order to bring you and I to God. That's 1 Peter 3.18. So please... As you celebrate this holiday season, as you celebrate Christmas, remember that this is a time for us to be able to get involved in conversations, whether people agree with us celebrating it or not, or even celebrating it and they don't know what they're celebrating. Folks, you and I can be ambassadors, particularly during this time of year. So as you go out this week, and as we talk about next week, we're going to talk about the virgin birth and the significance of the virgin birth next week and what it really means and what it really entails. But I just wanted to deal with this objection today. Why? Because Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ. And nobody inside the church or outside the church can take that away. So as you go out this week, go out and give them heaven. Lord bless. God's got a law and we pretty much destroyed it. We're gonna get judged, there's no way to avoid it. But Jesus came down to take the punishment for me. He did it for you too, so now maybe you can see why it's called Christmas. because we don't want to leave anybody out, really. How come there's a ton of holidays in February? Nobody ever says happy holidays in February, do they? They say what it is. Happy Valentine's. Oh, do you believe in love? It's called Christmas. But nobody wants to say Christmas, everything else but Christmas. Why? I know why. You do too. It's because it's got Christ in it, and after 2,000 years, he's still intimidating people. You see, when a religious person says, I'm the way, people don't want to hear it. It's called Christmas I say you gotta say Merry Christmas Cause it is!
Uh-huh. You don't believe in it? Fine. But I, I have a flash for you. Christianity happens to be the religious heritage of my country, whether you like it or not. It's called Christmas. So if you're not a Christian or you don't like it and you don't want Christmas celebrated, God bless you. But let me tell you something. If you think you're going to stop me from saying it because it offends you, hey, I got a flash for you. Put a helmet on. It's my country, too. with the capital C.